Welcome to part two of developing your digital marketing strategic plan. In the first part, we talked about what is a strategic marketing plan, what you can expect from a strategic marketing plan, and try to finish up answering the question of how you create a strategic marketing plan. We're going to finish the second half of that question in this episode, and then we're also going to talk about what your strategic marketing plan should include. Marketing can be intimidating. That's why we're doing this series for you. It's like uh, trying to navigate a maze without a map. But don't worry, we have designed these two episodes so that it's more like a personal, you know, marketing GPS, helping you get places, make sense of where things are, and, and getting you to the right place. And as a business owner or entrepreneur, you're constantly facing challenges, and marketing is one of the most important ones. And that's why we want to help you develop a comprehensive, digital marketing strategic plan that can help you evaluate strategies, techniques, and make sure that you're not overwhelmed with your with marketing your business so that you can take it to the next level. That And that's where these two episodes come in. That's what we're trying to do here. So take a listen, take notes, write to me if you have any questions and concerns. But again, this is part two. So if you have not listened to part one, go back and listen to part one before you start part two, because I jump right into the second half of the third question of how to create a strategic marketing plan. So as business owners, entrepreneurs, you're busy people. You don't have time to waste on fluffy advice or meaningless buzzwords. That's why this is a very, very pointed set of episodes. And I think you'll get a lot out of them. So let's get started. Welcome to the latest episode of Corner Your Market. I'm your host, Silas Kimide. In this podcast, I talk about all things digital marketing, from website design and development to SEO and PPC, as well as paid advertising, email marketing, social media, and anything in between. If you're a small business owner, a marketing manager in a company, or an entrepreneur, this podcast is for you. So tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. You'll gain some practical insights, new strategies, tactics and tools that will help you grow your business. To subscribe, go to cornerymarketpodcast.com and select the podcast app of your choice. Then you can hit subscribe within those apps. That again is cornerymarketpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to like and share our individual episodes. You can also leave a review in the app once you've listened to one of our episodes. Welcome to part two of developing a strategic digital marketing plan for your business. In last week's episode, in the last episode, I talked about what is a strategic marketing plan, what you can expect from a a strategic marketing plan, and got halfway through how you can create a strategic marketing plan before I, on the fly, realized how much time had gone by and decided to just stop there and start this as a second parter. So, In order to really get most out of this episode, I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to the previous episode so that you have a full picture. But if you're diving in right now, welcome, and let's get started with the second half of this discussion. Um, We talked a lot about the importance of the strategic marketing plan already and what you can expect from a strategic marketing plan. So today what I'm going to cover is how you can create a strategic marketing plan. I'm going to cover the second half of that, and then I'm going to talk about how you what 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 you can do to bring all of this information together so you actually have a document and a plan in place to move forward right so so in terms of what you need to do what you need to um, 
do to create a strategic marketing plan. I already covered the SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats in the previous episode. I also covered competitive review. So, and then I also covered building an audience persona. So, so the other part of that is uh, developing a a understanding your new client, new customer onboarding process. And the reason why I mention this is because uh, what I find is if you're, especially if you're a service business, right? Uh, somebody has decided that they're going to do business with you and that's not where that experience ends, right? You, we all know that. So once they decide to become your customer, then they go into the engaging your service part and that transition and that handoff needs to be smooth. It needs to live up to that expectation, right? It's almost like that boarding experience on an airplane really you know, it defines to a large part, large part, how you're going to experience that flight. So the flight attendants that are helping you find your seat, the boarding gate agents that are smiling and saying, welcome aboard, uh, the pilots that are standing there waving, and then a clean seat standing there, having a place to put your suitcase and your luggage, you know, all that, all that plays a part. And, and, and the same thing, um, if you're delivering a service, let's say you are an estate planning attorney and you have acquired these new 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 clients that journey of what is that first appointment going to be like what is the what what is that experience going to be when they arrive at the office and they engage with the front desk staff they go to the office how long is that wait time do they get water um, you know all that stuff makes a big difference in their overall experience and does the attorney seem like he's really or she's really into this? Or does it feel like a generic plan? Does it feel like they really are interested in what you're doing and, and things like that? So a lot of that needs to be mapped out. And many businesses that I work with, um, they, they, they haven't always done that. They really haven't thought that through. Uh, having that new client onboarding process mapped out, in my opinion, is a very important part of a strategic marketing plan. That experience is so important. And also, not only the onboarding process, right? You need to map out the entire service delivery as well as how does the invoicing um, get get taken care of? How does that get managed? Is that easy? Is that difficult? Is that, is that going to surprise them? Sometimes I've had that experience where you go through this process and the client or customer is surprised. The salesman said this, but now the invoice says this, you know, that all adds to a negative experience and it can really have a negative uh, impact on your business. Let's say your doctor's office or a pay, uh, you know, a dentist office or a veterinary clinic, estate planners, even, even people, even services that make products have that, right? So the product, they get the product in the mail does it work? Does it not work? What happens if it doesn't work? Where do they call? What kind of experience do they call? And do they get when they call and things like that? So I know traditionally we haven't thought of that as a marketing, a part of the marketing plan, but I think it should be a part of a marketing plan. Another thing that you really need to do, and this is very important as well as part of your marketing plan, your digital marketing plan, is you need to review your current technology implementations. Right, you need to review your CRM systems uh, or your patient management system or whatever it is that you're using to track that information. Because 
if you're doing business with somebody, you need to capture their information. You need to know who they are. You need to know their business. You need to know a lot about them, right? And then also, how are you tracking? You know, we, we're going to get into the importance of, of having right metrics and having right, um, you know, drivers to determine whether or not your, your plan is working or not. And a lot of times that data is going to live in your CRM system. What service did they did they get? What kind of uh, what kind of a lead time was there? What kind of a sales cycle did they go through? All that kind of stuff is captured in your CRM. <clears throat> and then also your phone system, also important. Uh, a lot of people talk about tracking phone calls, especially when they're doing online marketing and things like that. Tracking meaning, you know, you don't have to be recording everything that your 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 every conversation you're having with a prospect or with a with a with the client. But you do want to know how many calls are you getting from your SEO. You do want to know how many calls did you get from that postcard campaign you did and, and how many inquiries are you f- fielding. And of the five inquiries this week, how many turned into patients or clients or, or things like that. So you do need a phone system and an outbound communication platform that can help you determine all of that, right? So outbound meaning... The younger generation likes text messages, so appointment confirmations through text messaging, or maybe even some degree of engagement with this audience through text messaging. All of that can be tracked, right? So so very important to know what you have right now and where you might need to make some investments. And same thing on the website. Uh, you have Google Analytics, Google Business Profile. You have all these different digital analytics tools that are in place. Uh, you need to make sure that you have a good inventory of what you're using how accurate the data is, how the data is being collected, how you're measuring it. You need to set up any kind of dashboard that that you might need to be able to measure, view, see, optimize, and make some make decisions. Decision making dashboards is what I like to call it. So that's part of that. So that's that those are the things that needs to be included. We're still on the topic of what needs to be included in your digital marketing plan, right? So uh, that's the kind of stuff you need to look at. Another thing that you, another thing that you really need to look at is your digital footprint. So, what I mean by digital footprint is, where are you on digital marketing? Like, where are you? Are you on Facebook? Are you on Instagram? Are you on Twitter? Are you on TikTok? What are you doing on those platforms? How many followers do you have? How many engagements do you have? If you are a physician's office, are your physicians on health grades? What kind of presence do they have? Every industry these days seems to have have some kind of a grading system. I know that there is a there's one for lawyers as well. Uh, there's for teachers. There's for everybody, right? So you need to know how your your digital footprint is across the board, so you can get a good snapshot of the perception uh, and where do you show up. Like sometimes. I have been in situations where I've done a search and I've shown up in a situation where I thought, wait a minute, how did I show up for that? So that's also part of your digital footprint. If you're showing up for search queries that are unrelated to your business or you're, you're, you're showing up really high for a negative part of your business, um, I, remember, I remember talking to a service provider about 10 years ago, and they had a really bad PR situation where the local media company had reported on their bad service. The news article was number one on their brand search. And for some reason, they were not aware of it for a while. Um, they knew that the segment had aired and they'd done everything they could to rectify it. But that that news clip was posted on the news website and their name was right there. 
So the big question was always, how do we get this buried? How do we, you know, how do we get this? Uh, how do we address this? Because that's a big part of your um, of your digital footprint, and you need to have a good understanding of your digital footprint, what your customers are seeing, what your uh, prospects are seeing, what they're saying, and also the 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 other part of it is if you're expending uh, hard earned dollars on engagement in certain platforms and it's not really giving you the returns that you need. And it's or it's not doing what you need it to do. You need to be aware of that too, and you need to pull the plug. You, you don't have to keep posting on Facebook if it's not doing it for you. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I think there's this perception that you have to do it. So I think this is where you know understanding your your personas that we talked about earlier comes into play as well. So uh, another thing that you really need to do is um, this one's a little tricky, but you need to do it and and, and design it. Uh, in a way that it becomes, you get good information is you, I would highly recommend that you do a, a, a survey or some kind of a review system with your existing uh, customer base so that you get a good understanding of what they think about you. And you might want to uncover why they chose you, uh, how they rated your service, uh, whether or not they would uh, refer your service to somebody else or not. Uh, I know there's that net promoter score uh, just a very simple question, zero to 10, would you recommend our services to somebody else? Uh, and the basic idea behind the net promoter score is um, if somebody's willing to recommend you, then they must have had a good experience. So it's just a one sing- one question survey. Uh, there's a whole bunch of information on, on that online. It's called the net promoter square. Take a score, sorry, take a look at it. It might be something that you can use for your business, maybe you can um, use that uh, as as part of your be all and end all survey one week after your service delivery is complete. Like, would you recommend our services to somebody else? And then another part of doing a comprehensive uh, digital marketing strategy document is understanding and having a really good understanding of your services, best best services. And this is where maybe you need to talk to your internal team, you might need to talk to your CFO, your controller, or somebody else that manages the, or whoever manages your finances, right? Get in a good understanding of which services are actually profitable, which products are actually in alignment with profitability and capability, meaning you're good at delivering it and this is profitable for you. Um, you know, so that can be the sweet spot and that can really inform you uh, in terms of how to adjust your marketing. Uh, another thing is you might be in a situation where you have a low profitability item, uh, but you want to promote it because it gets people started that allows you to sell the more profitable item, right? Grocery stores are notorious for doing this, right? They'll send you a coupon for, you know, cookies, right? Uh, or something that is really exciting to people. And they know that once you walk in through through those doors uh, for with that coupon or that discount or that cheap item, you, you're going to see a million different things in that grocery store. And before you know it, you walk out with five other things that you had no intention of buying. Now, there is pros and cons of that strategy. It's got to work for your business. I know that's a, a low-cost leader strategy is what I just described to you. Retail has used it for years to great success. But um, for your business, you really need to think it through and determine what it is. I know service businesses 
for instance, we'll throw in a free consultation, which I know is overused now, and I think a lot of people see through it. But still, the right people will find that valuable, and you want the right people. So think of ways that would work for you in terms of you know driving people uh, based on your capability and your profitability. So, and then finally, what your strategic marketing plan needs to do is identify your unique selling proposition. And I think the exercise that you've gone through here that I've outlined to you should help you arrive at that. And it should be something that is very uh, clearly identified in this document. So I think it's going to help you with that quite a bit. But um, but anyway, it's also something that you could do. And I'm not going to get into too much detail because I don't want to turn this into a three-parter. Um, but uh, so we're going to move on now. And we maybe I'll cover that in a different different episode later on. But but now that you've done the hard work of creating a strategic marketing plan, right, of doing the legwork, of developing the SWOT analysis, doing a competitive review, building an audience persona for each of your target markets, you've done new cli- your new client onboarding process review, you've reviewed all of your technology implementations, you've reviewed your digital footprint, you have done a customer patient review. Uh, you have looked at your best services and you've identified your unique selling proposition. Now you got to put all that together into a strategic marketing plan. And I'm going to divide this up into five parts, right? So your strategic marketing plan should include a situational analysis, which is really an in-depth analysis of what you uncovered, your current market landscape, your current digital marketing efforts, your competitive analysis, your target audience profiling and SWOT analysis. So it should give you a good situational snapshot of where your business is right now. And then the second, the next part of your plan, should that include, should that include goals and objectives, establishing very specific goals and objectives for your company that you can achieve through your marketing efforts. Remember, we're trying to go from strategy to execution in that bridge model that we talked about in the first part, right? So right now, the goals and objectives is basically the analysis gives you an idea for where you are, right? And then this goals and objective basically says, okay, I got to get over there and I got I to do it in this much time and I got to be able to do it with these resources and I got to be able to accomplish this kind of objective. So so you really need to establish your goal and objective uh, next. Then uh, you need to put together your audience and and buyer personas. You need to write all that up and get a very good, clear understanding of who these people are so that you can quickly refer to them, right? And and you can also measure that. You can also, over the next six months, try to get an understanding for, okay, this one's working, this one's not working. Maybe this persona needs to be tweaked and something like that as well. So And then after you have those things, the final document will include a digital marketing plan. This is where you're going to have strategies for social media. You should have a social media outreach strategy out of this, a SEO strategy, search engine optimization, content marketing strategy. What kind of content do I need to produce, right? You need to have a PPC strategy, a pay-per-click, right? Is that, is that, is that you know, is that uh, suitable for your business? And, and I'm going to say, I'm not saying you should have it. What I'm saying is your strategic marketing plan is going to determine, help you determine if these media vehicles need to be part of your overall marketing plan and 
uh, and what those strategies should be like. So let me let me back up a little bit there. I'm not saying you need to do these. That, that I'm just saying that this is going to be part of the strategic marketing plan, right? Email marketing, website presence. So you're going to have a very good idea of what you want to achieve there, who you want to tar- target from there, and how you're going to know that this is working or not working. And each of these strategic you know, executions that you define should be well aligned within your overall goal and your objectives as part of your digital marketing plan, right? So so that's kind of what I'm trying to say. It's a little bit more in-depth than that, perhaps, but um, but anyway, I hope that that makes it clear for you. So it, it, what I'm trying to say in this part is, let me, let me just back up. I feel like I haven't really done a good job explaining here. So for the digital marketing strategies part, uh, let's say you're a business uh, that has identified SEO and PPC as something that you're going to do and you're not going to do social media and you're going to do email marketing and you're going to do website presence, right? You're going to do that. So out of all the things that you've decided that are important and you're going to do, you need to have a plan for each of those that is in alignment with your strategic goal, your objective, and everything that you've identified earlier. So that's what I'm trying to say. So. And then the other thing that you need is one of the reasons why we did a, a an inventory of your CRM and all the measuring you know capabilities that you have is because we want to be able to you know establish how we're going to measure our progress and what is the dashboard going to look like what are the sources of data what are the forward looking data points that I'm going to use to be able to say that I am headed in the right direction, right? So, uh, not lagging indicators. Lagging indicators are good. Like how many business, how many sales calls you had last week? No, how many sales you had last month is a lagging indicator. That's done. But how many, you know, proposals and how many sales calls you're making this week is a leading indicator. It's going to tell you how much sales you're going to have next month, right? So you need to identify leading indicators, lagging indicators. And you need to build all of that into a measurement and analytics section that allows you to um, basically establish a baseline and start measuring all of your KPIs to make sure that you are going in the right direction. So anyway, I know that was long-winded, but uh, your strategic plan should include a situational analysis, goals and objectives, target audience and buyer persona, digital marketing strategies, and measurements and measurement and analytics. So I think that kind of wraps it up for me, to be honest with you, on this topic, at least at a very high level. I know for every business, this is going to be more in-depth and less in-depth, and each section could be very, very in-depth. But what I wanted to provide for you today and last week, this is a two-parter, right? This is the end of the second part. What I wanted to provide for you was help you put together a strategic marketing plan that would not only align with your overall business goals, but also provide you with a clear roadmap for measuring and evaluating your success, right? And as part of that, we covered the key components of a strategic marketing plan, including SWOT analysis, competitive review, target audience profiling, digital marketing strategies, and measurement and analytics. And then I helped you basically answer these very, very important questions of what is a strategic marketing plan? What can you expect from a strategic marketing plan, how you can create a strategic marketing plan, and what your strategic marketing plan should include? I know there was a lot there. I'm going to try to put a lot of these in the notes as much as possible. 
I'm probably going to turn this into a blog post at some point and attach it with this so, so I can make it very useful for you. But at this point, as a business owner or a marketing person or an entrepreneur, you should have a better, I'm hoping that you have a better understanding of what your strategic marketing plan could be like, what you could expect from one and how you can create a plan that is consistent with your vision and goals. So with that, I'm going to say now go forth and make your strategic marketing plan and grow your business. So happy marketing, everyone. If you're a small business owner, a marketing manager at a company, or an entrepreneur, please tune in weekly. You'll gain some insights, tips, and tricks, and be a bit more enlightened when it comes to digital marketing. I promise you, if you implement the strategies, tactics, and tools I've discussed in this podcast, your business will definitely grow. Please subscribe to this podcast. You can do so by going to corneryourmarketpodcast.com and subscribe with the listening platform of your choice. That URL again is corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Don't forget to like and share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Also, don't forget to leave a review. Those mean a lot to me and can help others that would benefit from the information we share. Finally, I would love to hear from you. I love getting listener emails. So if you have questions, feedback, or any general comment about the topics I discuss on this podcast, feel free to send me an email. I will be sure to share and discuss your feedback on the air if it will benefit our listening audience. You can write to me at connect at corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Just put listener comment in the subject line. That email again is connect at corneryourmarketpodcast.com. And again, please put listener comment in the subject line. Thanks for listening today. I look forward to being back next week. Until then, be good and do good.